This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So this is Ian Griffin with Booch News, and I'm here in Berkeley on a Saturday morning with Lila Volkles, who's been teaching a kombucha class. She has an organization called Kombucha to the People. Hi, Lila. Hi, Ian. Thanks so much for coming to my class. Well, it was great. I, I really saw you had about seven people who came in from across the San Francisco Bay Area. And how often do you teach these classes? I teach um, public kombucha classes about every month, one to two times a month. And how long have you been doing this for? So I have been teaching and making kombucha since 2012, yeah. so about seven years. That's, so you've seen a, a growth in interest over that time? Oh, yeah. I've taught kombucha classes in basically every setting that you could think of. I've done birth, kombucha birthday parties. I do a lot of corporate kombucha brewing workshops for companies like Google and Airbnb, um, for companies looking to, to build a company culture with health and also have fun in a non-alcoholic way by learning how to make kombucha. And you sent everybody away with a, a starter kit. What, what, what do they take with them at the end of the morning to, to help kickstart their own kombucha? Yeah, so everyone who comes and participates in one of my kombucha brewing workshops gets a, a uh, starter kit that has a brewing vessel, a SCOBY, which is the essential ingredient that you need to make kombucha, starter liquid, as well as illustrated instructions, a cloth cover, and a fun kombucha to the people sticker. And you hear back from people after, you know, do you hear of graduates or alumni who have been successful? Oh, yeah. I love, usually when I send out my newsletter, I get a couple emails of people updating me on their SCOBYs. I have just had an email of um, a woman who has been making it for the last five years, like has taken one of my classes five years ago and is saying that her SCOBY is still going strong and now her granddaughter has one. Oh. And your SCOBY, you had an interesting story about where did you find your first SCOBY and tell us that. So I got my very first SCOBY when I was volunteering on a farm on Vancouver Island. And the owner of the farm gave me a SCOBY as a parting gift. And from there, I took it with me and have traveled all around the world teaching workshops and brewing kombucha, including Germany and France, where I just came back from. And how many people do you think now have have received the uh, descendants of your SCOBY? Oh, my. I mean, I have personally given my SCOBY to at least probably 700 people. <laughs> and then they have probably given their SCOBY to more people. So I think that kombucha brewing illustrates how everyone is connected and really how we all are, you know, connected in this way um, that we don't get to really feel that that closeness to people. But when we know that we share a SCOBY with somebody in living in rural, a rural town in Germany, we can really uh, remember that connection. Yeah, and you, you also were talking in the class a little bit more about how, what are some of the sort of benefits for people brewing their own kombucha, apart from the obvious cost savings and how it connects them more with, what, different environments? Yeah, so I think that the benefits of brewing kombucha, one is just developing a deeper relationship with your food. Because so often we get, we go to the grocery store, all these foods came from all over the world, and we put them in their cart, and we, um, we make a, a meal out of it. But I think that making kombucha yourself, 
one, is so much cheaper than buying it in the store. And two, you get to have this relationship with this funny, slimy organism that is, you know, your new best friend that gives you delicious uh, beverages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you think of the future now? People, obviously, you're focusing on empowering people to brew their own. Kombuchas seems to be on a, a roll in the stores. Um, where do you think we'll be, and in, 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 in have you seen any difference? I'd be interested to hear between Germany, France, and how the U.S. is adopting it. Yeah, so I think, I mean, you know, kombucha is thousands of years old and is such, is such an ancient tradition and now is a multi-million dollar industry and is so popular being sold in gas stations. It definitely hasn't caught on as much in Europe, but um, I think it's, it's growing in popularity, and I even found, you know, kombucha in an airport in Hamburg. So, you know, it's getting more popular. I think that we just have to keep an eye out for companies who want to hop on the kombucha bandwagon, but who aren't really being true to the process and to the tradition. So using sparkling water um, or or pasteurizing their kombucha is, it's a great alternative to the sugary soda, but it's not true kombucha. Yeah. So any last words for somebody who might be listening who's thought about making their own kombucha? Is it something anybody could do, or do you really need to have some extra special skills? Yeah. So honestly, I think that kombucha is a great gateway fermentation. It gets you into the world of fermenting, and it's so easy. It's basically just like making a big cup of tea and putting a scoby, slimy, jellyfish thing in it and waiting And so I think that really anyone can do it, and my classes are really simple and easy to understand and really fun. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much, Ian. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.